0: today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need that's rockauto.com you are locked on reds your daily cincinnati reds podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day baseball is back and the reds are poised for one of the best seasons in franchise history welcome into the lockdown reds podcast my name is jeff Carr. we don't want to just win we want to dominate and here we go What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we're going to break down some Reds who, I don't know if displaced is the right word, but we're going to look at some players that have been affected by this awesome offseason. Also, Going to have a Twitter poll of the day that's coming up here in just a minute. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you are subscribed on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow me or follow the show at Locked On Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you have comments, questions, concerns, whatever you got about the Reds, Or you just have a random question off the top of your head. 513-549-0159 is the Locked On Reds line. Real quick before we jump into everything. I don't know if anybody was watching the scrimmages over the weekend. Weather definitely played a factor shortening the one on Saturday. And they actually moved up the start time on Sunday. They were able to get in a five-inning scrimmage. And on Sunday, lots of runs scored, lots of hits. Shogo looking pretty fine. A couple of doubles, a couple of RBIs, things like that. Again, not going to go too crazy about the summer camp uh, scrimmage results or anything like that, but it is interesting to see the bats wake up a little bit. Kyle Farmer with a long ball into the upper deck of the bleachers. Also, the other news coming out of summer camp, Nixon Zell has missed a couple of scrimmages in a row with a hyperextended elbow. Now that sounds a little bit serious but according to David Bell if this were the season he would have been out there on Sunday. He was held out of Sunday's scrimmage and they said that he is expected to be back Monday or Tuesday. So here's the thing. I hear what they're saying. I you know, I'll take it at face value what they said. I don't think they're going to just out and out lie to us that if this were the season he would be playing. But on the other end of the spectrum, this is Nick Senzel. We continually find random things that happen to this kid. I'm hoping that he remains healthy and that he's good to go because this is a big year in his career as a Cincinnati Red. That being said, something to monitor moving forward. Is the moment you've all been waiting for the lockdown reds to the poll of the day. Now that the season is Close to beginning here in 2020, this shortened 2020 baseball season. Got a couple of questions that we're going to be throwing out on the Locked On Reds Twitter page. That's at Locked On Reds. And the first one today, it's pretty simple. Who do you think will be the Reds MVP in 2020? I'm going to give you three options and then a write-in. The three options I'm thinking of. Number one, obviously, Eugenio Suarez, dude who was the team MVP last season. Okay, and you know what? I, I take it back. I, I'm miswording this. Alright, best batter on the team. Best batter. We're we're team MVP. That could be a little bit you know, you can look at pitchers and hitters, so we're gonna fix this. Best batter on the team in 2020. Eugenio Suarez, obviously at the top of that list. Then Nick Castellanos. He would be my pick. He's currently my pick to be the MVP of the Reds team in 2020, so I definitely think he's going to be the best batter. He is one of the three named options. The third name option, going to throw up Mike Moustakis. Those are the three named guys, two new hires, and one Eugenio Suarez, who is amazing. And then a write-in. I know some people might be thinking Joy Vato, some people might be thinking Shogo, even a couple might be thinking Nixon Zell. I want to hear from you on that. Check out the Locked On Reds Twitter poll that I will have up as you're listening to this. Coming up, I'm going to dive into some of the guys on this team, particularly one who his role is a little bit undefined for 2020 based on the new names that have been brought in in this amazing offseason. We've been so happy about what the Reds have done moves wise and spending all the money that they did. Now there's going to be some names who are in flux this season. I'm going to break that down for you here in just a minute. but first. Are you thinking about doing some work on your car? Does your car need some work? Check out rockauto.com for the best prices on all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com is a very easy website to use when you're looking for your parts. You just go to rockauto.com. On the left side, they've got a drop-down list of car companies. You find your car company, you find your make, you find your model year, and then your specs, and then BAM! Is listed all the different parts that your car has on rockauto.com, the best prices that you'll find anywhere, and it gets shipped right to you, socially distant and pandemic approved with this whole delivering to your home situation plus you're going to get some amazing prices then if you would brave the elements to get out to go to AutoZone or you know one of those brick and mortar stores like that go to rockauto.com find all the parts your car will ever need at the best prices and then when you're checking out in the how did you hear about us section type in locked on to let them know that jeff from locked on reds sent you for the next project you have on your car check out rockauto.com for all the parts your car will ever need. Our main focus topic for today actually comes from a question that I received at Locked On Reds on Twitter from our buddy JoJo Jammer at Win One Super Bowl. He said, "How is Van Meter looking? I'm a huge fan of his, but I think he will be relegated to late inning defensive replacement as far as his role is concerned." Does he have a future with the Reds, or will he maybe see, will we, uh, we the fans maybe see him as part of a trade here soon? And that is that brought up an interesting thought process. Look, we, we've we went through a couple of years ago. We went through the whole deal of losing fan favorites, right? We saw our guys like Aroldis Chapman, Jay Bruce, Brandon Phillips, all those guys get traded away in some capacity and obviously the returns have been very mixed most of them kind of bad but that's beside the point we saw a changing of the guard and for the last couple of years the reds have been trying to figure out who's going to be the future of the team josh van meter got some significant playing time last season a lot of that was to do with injury and things like that to jesse winker and he filled in at second base got most of his playing time out in left field though But I think as far as this season is concerned, he's a very valuable utility player. I don't think that we're going to see him pushing Moose or pushing Suarez or anybody like that for the infield for playing time, and he's not really a shortstop, so he's not going to push Galvis for playing time there. And then in the outfield, we've talked about how crowded it is, and his name was not part of that crowd. So I think he is going to be more of a utility guy, but he's going to be a very necessary player on this team and something that a reason why I think the Reds committed more to him than they did to Derek Dietrich. Remember, they left Derek Dietrich off of the 60-man roster. Now, there's still a chance that they could put him on that 60-man roster, but I, I would be surprised that if, to see Josh Van Meter not even be on the opening day 30-man roster. Derek Dietrich might make the taxi squad. Josh Van Meter is going to be part of this team and there's a reason why. Now, last season his numbers, you know, they're not crazy. They're halfway decent and all this other stuff, but last year in the month of July, he absolutely raked against fastballs. If you check out one of my favorite websites on the internet, Baseball Savant, kind of breaks it down for you. Against fastballs in the month of July last season, he had 10 hits in 20 at bats. So he had 20 at bats in the month of July that ended in a fastball and 10 of those were hits, four of them were home runs. Now the interesting part about all that, outside of just hitting fastballs in July, he actually had a 2.12 batting average uh, the rest of the season. Breaking balls and, and off-speed pitches really for the most part were his bugaboo. He he was a good fastball hitter, that really profile as well as a utility guy for this team and I still think that he can be a valuable utility man especially if you're talking about maybe a player or two coming down with the virus maybe getting hurt he can fill in in a lot of spots and that's why he's on this team and he's a young talent that can still be developed but he's part of a group of players that basically the Reds I don't know how much of an opportunity they were going to give to Josh Van Meter to be an everyday guy. I know that we had advocated for that last year. We wanted to see him play more second base and get a lot more playing time than he did. But now with Moose coming in and playing second base, that, that that's kind of taken. We talked about how Nixon Zell got displaced. Josh Van Meter was obviously labeled as a utility guy. I don't know about as part of a trade, you, you might see that, but utility men are far less likely to get dealt than like a left-handed reliever or something like that. So I don't I don't necessarily know how valuable he would be in trades, but he's part of a group of guys that the have moved on from. Guys that, in one way or another, you may consider a favorite. If You know, we fans tend to latch on to different players for different reasons. I'm sure some people may you know, maybe they're not super into the reds. And for some reason they were at the game when Ryan LaVarnway went off and they thought that Ryan LaVarnway was going to be this awesome dude when really he was just a guy who was filling in for 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 catcher. That's just how baseball works, but you need those guys. Now, that's not to say. Josh Van Josh is nowhere near that far down the list. He is definitely a guy who's going to be coming off the bench. But let's look at some of these guys that the Reds have moved on from. Jose Peraza. How many times did we think, boy, he just needs to take that step. He just needs to right the ship. He's going to be a really good guy. He's, he could be a leadoff hitter in the future he's a Boston Red Sox. Jose Iglesias, boy, he's got a great glove, man. This guy, he could be a team MVP. He comes up with two strike hits like nobody's business. He's a Baltimore Oriole. Scooter Jeanette, I love Scooter, man. Like, looking back on some of the memories that Scooter made, that was a lot of fun to watch, but he was on bad teams. And he wasn't necessarily going to be the guy. I mean, if he was going to be the guy, they were going to give him a contract before the year that everybody wanted to give him a contract. That just never happened. Now he's kind of looking for work right now. But the Reds moved on from him. I firmly believe that the Reds tried to move on from Freddie Galvis. They already moved on from Jose Iglesias. They had Galvis under contract. That's one of the reasons he's still here. I believe that they did their level best to try and trade for Francisco Lindor or one of the shortstops that were reportedly widely available out on the market. Plus, we know that they were in on the Didi Gregorius sweepstakes. I'm kind of okay with them missing out on that. That's not a guy that I list as, oh boy, I can't believe the Reds missed out on Didi. But... That being said, it's not as if they sat that one out. They said, no, 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 we got Freddie Galvis, we're good. No, they they looked, they saw, they thought they could get somebody who was better, they were going to bring him in. They wanted to move on from Galvis, and believe you me, if the Indians begin to make calls around the trade deadline and say, hey, Francisco Lindor's available, there's no way in hell that the Reds set that out. The Reds are going to be all in on trying to get Lindor if the Indians make him available yet again this season. And I don't believe, and and, and we can debate this until the cows come home, and really it's all going to depend on what he does this season. We talked about him at the beginning of the show, but I do not believe that the Reds are firmly committed to Nick Senzel. The reason for that is they look at the body of work that they're getting from the players now. They don't get attached to one guy because, oh, somebody in the front office likes him or somebody in the ownership group likes him or, boy, they see all the fans that have this guy's t-shirt on and they think, boy, we got to hold on to him. It doesn't matter that he's batting 240, gets on base 28% of the time. No, we got to hold on to that guy. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, we're out of that. The Reds front office is in the business of winning now. Don't know that we could ever say that. I mean, I think, obviously, early on in the decades of the 2010s, they had good teams, and so they made some trades, but I just think that there was a period of time there where they latched on to the wrong guys, and they could not or would not move on from them. I think those days are past. I mean, you can look at some of the other guys that, yeah, Scott Schebler is in camp on the taxi squad, but... One at one time, he was hitting over 30 home runs. You don't think that there's somebody in the front office that was probably advocating for him and yet they still have moved on from him, rebuilt the outfield, really. So I think that you can throw that in there. And then lastly, as far as these group of guys who we know their names, we know their accomplishments, though most people would say they're kind of few and far between a guy that's on this list. Aristides Aquino. Yes, I know. He's still got development to be had because he's a young player. We still want to see him turn into the guy that we know he can all – that that we all think he can be. But at the same token, they did not let his August confuse them. They did not hand him the keys to right field. And there were some people that were just like, boy, he could be a real good cleanup batter for them in 2020. They didn't do that. They didn't give him the keys to the cleanup position in the lineup. And I'm so happy for that. The Reds are making analytical decisions. The Reds are looking at the numbers. The Reds are looking at the statistics and they are building a team that can give them the best chance to win based on the data. They're not trying to move on with this hope that a guy can turn into something. And they're not trying to move on with this, well, we love that guy, don't you know? They don't do that anymore. I felt like they did that a couple of years ago. That's done and i love that however that probably means that a guy who you would label as one of your favorites is getting moved on from or is in the process of being moved on from josh van meter is a great kid and he's he's shown some decent talent last season the only problem is the reds got better the reds went out and got better guys Josh Van Meter is going to have to show that he is a lot better or else he's going to be a utility man on this team and he's probably either going to get traded or the Reds will just move on from him altogether as well because utility men aren't guys that you really shell out to keep. That being said, JoJo, I appreciate the question, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what Josh Van Meter can do. I'm looking forward to see what all these guys can do because I'm so happy that baseball is coming back, baby. We're less than two weeks away. Tomorrow. That's going to do it for today's show. Tomorrow on the show, Steve Offenbaker joins me. We're going to have some fun. I know that we me and him have done a whole lot of bellyaching, a whole lot of grandstanding, a whole lot of just harping on what Major League Baseball has done over the last couple of months. We're going to look forward now. We're going to get excited about the season. You're not going to want to miss it. That's going to be tomorrow on the Lockdown Reds podcast. If you aren't already, make sure that you are subscribed on whatever platform you're currently listening to. If it's iTunes, if it's Spotify, Google Play, whatever you've got, hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And save that Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. I'm going to try and make my way through some of the text and the calls that have been piling up in there. And make sure you get yours in as well. We're going to try and get through those this week, later on this week. Also later on this week, joining me from WLWT, Brandon Saho, the sportsman down there. We're going to be talking Reds and he used to do the same thing that i'm doing at wlw so we're probably going to talk a little bit about producing an overnight truck and radio show just a little bit we'll see how that goes but you're not going to miss that either but that's going to be it for today now tell your smart device to play locked on major league baseball let's go rex hey